Welcome in, everyone, to the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Danny, Matt, and Scott are here. Oh, man. Have you guys recovered from that wild weekend? Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Scott got married over the weekend. Congratulations, Scott. Welcome to the club. Yep. And uh, I just started feeling better yesterday. So Yeah, this is the first alcoholic beverage. Not that I typically drink but occasionally have a beer with dinner or something first uh first drink that's had any alcohol i mean this isn't the first today i mean we were okay. in a podcast so i mean <laughs> before so. that but. <laughs> of course because before podcast. today no not never even thought about it <laughs> yeah. i usually have i read somewhere that like adult men actually is re- recommended to have two glasses of red wine uh a, a night I always heard it was one. I swear it was something legit. <laughs> Written on a bathroom <laughs> stall. Yeah. And I trust yeah. Some well, failed AA guy. Well, let me tell you, I'm living by it. No, I mean, I knew one was good a day, right? Or was it a day? Well, now I don't know. Now I'm questioning what I read. But How big is the glass allowed to be? You're sta- <laughs> you're, is this five <laughs> ounces is standard. Is say bottle or glass? I don't, I don't know. But it didn't really specify. No, but then I but have I to mean, pee like three times a night if I do that. I'm getting up and more in the middle of the night to go pee and a glass of wine. Forget about it. I'm up at 11, one, three, not working out. Probably a, a once a night pee. It's uh, it's getting old, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of recovering from hangovers, I had, you know, what I had today was for the first time liquid IV, that powder. So Have you guys had those I, yet? I tried talking once, about it and I think it was like an old one and uh, I sat in my car for a while and <laughs> I don't think it went over well. Like it stayed like I, the taste of it stayed in my mouth like all day. I think I think it was like cooked. I don't know. I feel uh, like I gave it a bad shot. It was a little it was a little much. It was almost I felt like it was like salty. I poured it in my water. I'm like, all right, let's see. It's watermelon. And I love watermelon flavored anything. The taste was good, but it was like I felt like it was salty, like I was like we have too much salt on the rim of a margarita or something like that. And you're like, Ooh, that is something happening in my mouth. That's I lied. What... yesterday. We had Mexican. I had a margarita yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And of course I haven't counted my breakfast Bailey's. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the IV things, where do you get these? Is this like grocery store stuff? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just like I never like heard a, of these until you mentioned it before the wedding, but I I never seen them before. Like Jeff, so we talked about them for a while, and then Mandy bought some, and they're expensive as hell. Goodness, like they're way too expensive. But I've heard a lot of people will get them at Costco or Sam's in like a bulk where they're still expensive, but you get a bit of a. Break. It's more manageable. Yeah, I mean, it still has a bunch of sugar in it, but compared to like a Gatorade or a vitamin water or something like that, it's not as delicious as a vitamin water. I'll tell you that much. But apparently, it's I don't know. It's good for you or, or something good, good ish for you. I don't know. I'm going to keep on trying it. There's a great flavor upstairs. I'm going to try. Speaking of good ish for you, I, I'm not a big energy drink guy because I, I don't like overly sugary things or anything like that. And they all have a ton of sugar. But I found there's an energy seltzer out now. Have I already talked about this? And, and I, I don't like, think well, so. Got to try that. Um, it's like True North is a brand or something. But so like no sugars or sweeteners or anything. All the energy stuff. And the first one I had hadn't done energy drink in a while and it knocked me on my ass i was like wow <laughs> all that's, right uh, that's what those energy drinks did <laughs> that's that's what they're going for there now i'm afraid they're gonna like stop my heart energy drinks 
like people when I was working nights, we just pound those all night. And I'm like, I'm just going to stick with my coffee. Like they would take, they, I mean, bang. Have you ever had a bang energy drink? Good See, those Lord. got like the, they got like the artificial sweeteners and those yeah. things get me more than regular sugar. Yeah. Those are, those are wild, but people are just like pounding those to stay awake. I'm just drinking or like pills. I'm going to take pills. I'll have my coffee. Eh, eh. I'll just stick with my alcohol. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind nah. of frightening. Those the, the, the people that save your lives at a hospital at night are relying on bang energy drinks. Yeah, you got? <laughs> you, do you want them to stay awake? Right? I mean, it'd be better that they're awake. I mean, their heart heart rate's two hundred, but they are they're fucking awake. All right, <clears throat> you guys want to get into some football? Might as well at, at some point, right? Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of news, and then we're going to dip into. Just a brief little bit of defense and kickers because there is strategy involved, especially if you're in a league with kickers. Well, I guess mainly if you're in a league with kickers, that's when the strategy for kickers comes up. Um, and then we're going to do a good old fashioned Moxki, a mock, yeah, as we like to call them. Um, this is a good one, Matt, right? This is the half feet, half point. I think we went half point with PPR one. I believe so. I think we're going pretty standard, or I guess not standard, but uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what a lot of people plays type mock draft. So it should be pretty relatable. Save this one for close to draft season, which is approaching. Oh, man. Yeah, it's yeah. August something. I mean. August 10th. Oh, man. For those playing at home. Yeah, one of them, uh, our main leagues is happening in like nine days. Wow. Oh goodness. It's going to be amazing. Oh, wow. All right. Let's get into the news though. I mean, just, actually it's not a ton other than training camps have all started and it just makes me nervous. I expect to get an alert about a major injury. They're not as bad when you haven't drafted yet though. You know, after we draft, it's going to be every alert is going to be terrifying, but um, I guess we got to start off with Deshaun Watson. So after our show, we said, there's no way the NFL is going to appeal um, turns out that's exactly what they want to do. So Deshaun Watson's suspension is being appealed by the NFL and Roger Goodell came out and said, no, the evidence says that it should be at least a year. So basically saying there's no reason we should need, we even really needed to go to the arbitrator because, uh, we're going to figure this out. So initial thoughts, um, are you surprised? Are you like, Oh, let's just get this thing done one way or the other. And what are your predictions for suspension? What are you guys thinking? So yes, on both accounts, I'm I'm a little surprised, and yes, let's just get this shit over with. Uh, I it is funny though. Listen to Goodell make comments like the integrity of the game is the most important thing. Yet you you give guys two games for knocking their wife out in an elevator, and it's just mm-hmm. like okay. Uh, I I mean maybe they are maybe we're turning a new leaf, and uh, this is the first step in actually punishing people and costing them a lot of money because he is obviously a high profile guy that would make how many millions. And if that's all forfeited due to suspension, that would hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not going to be hurting for his life because he's making millions and millions still, but it is at least a step in the right direction, but I just want to get it over with. Now it's just that daunting thing of, well, shit, is it going to go to six to 10 do you still draft him with your last pick? Do you just squash it and say, screw it? It, it does throw a little bit of a, a conundrum. If you're, if you're looking for a, a sleeper second quarterback and he was still sitting there now, now you don't know. I'm, I'm very hesitant to draft him now with the amount there seem to be pushing on this. 
What I think is weird about the whole thing is it, I mean, it came out that still in the collective bargaining agreement, Goodell has final say, like he still ends all bees, all rules, all. And now they're acting like it's like an official, like appeal process. He can just hand down whatever he wants. You mentioned the muddied precedents in the NFL. Like he doesn't care. And at the end of the day, I think they're just stretching this out to be another summer media thing. I don't know if we'll change it. Like I said, it's, it seems like in the NFL's best interest to keep it at six, but they're going to play it out until the season comes around. Yeah. Um, um I I think you're right. And I think that it's going to end up being, I don't know if it's going to be a full, if it's a really a full season, then it's basically just saying that uh, Judge Robinson's like explanation and breakdown and that entire thing was just nonsense. So that's the only reason why I see Goodell extending it just to be like, here's my fucking dick. Whack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 12 games is my, my guess. My good dick. Yeah, I had it. Right What's there. interesting along these lines is what is so I just saw headlines today, haven't looked into it, but what is it? Aaron Rodgers said he used ayahuasca and like it already came out that like the NFL is like, no, uh-huh. no, no, that's not against the, the drug policy. <laughs> I did not hear cool. that. I did not. Hear oh, that. yeah. That's He's today. like in South America and it's a psychedelic that's used for medicine and like mental anxiety, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like and shamans like, I, it and you like, yeah, out your balls. Exactly. He's like, I contribute this to my great season when he got the MVP. And they're like, well, that's okay. I'm like, oh, but but weed gets you suspended for a year. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, I don't I mean, know anymore. Parent Devo's a nobody in the league. Oh my they god. Like, oh, the you gone. They, they may <laughs> have shot the him. Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a badass drug. Wasn't that stupid ass weed? <laughs> Kids do that. Um uh, so Kareem Hunt has requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns and the Browns came out and said, no, we're not, we're not doing that. I mean, that's got to make for a weird uh, workplace environment, right? When, I guess he's trying to play a little hand. I, don't know. I mean, I, what's his contract? I mean, isn't this his last year of his contracts? Isn't he going to be Gonski next year? I thought that was the case. I think, I think so. So maybe he's just looking to get some uh, some money, some Monet. I mean, I, that's the only reason I would imagine. I, I'm assuming it's if he gets traded, he feels like maybe on another team he'd be the solid number one and going into a contract year. That would be ideal where now he's coming off, you know, being behind Chubb. So you can only shine so much. And he's done great in times, but it's one of those – what are you really? I mean, how many years ago were you in Kansas City as the number one back? Are you still capable? So people are going to be hesitant to give him that big contract. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he ain't going anywhere. Um, Justin Tucker signed a four year extension with the Baltimore Ravens, totaling about $24 million. Is Justin Tucker the greatest kicker of all time? Hands down. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Matt, do you agree on that with that? Other than your boy, uh, Sebastian Janikowski, he's number one. And then it goes Justin Tucker. Is that yeah. now that's the order? Don't put anyone above Seabass in my book. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on what, I mean, what defines the best kicker? I mean, if it's like accuracy and dependability, Justin Tucker, or Matt is it Brader. like big game oh, kicks? Venetary is obviously mm-hmm. had the most because he was in the most of those type of games. Right. Right. Tucker and Baltimore's had a lot of down seasons where obviously 
Patriots never did. So it's not a great comparison in situations, but in terms of overall talent, I would, I would give the nod to Tucker. Yeah. It's gotta be accuracy because he, he's not in control of the, of the high pressure situations either. Cause Hey, I would have made those kicks too, except my team wasn't in the, the GD Super Bowl. So yeah, that's awesome for him. I mean, we'll talk about kickers here in a little bit in particular, but $24 million for a kicker across four years. Get it. Uh, Last piece of news that at least I had on here, other than some random minor injuries that don't seem like anything, uh, which are going to happen at the beginning of training camp. But Nikhil Harry got traded from the Patriots to the Chicago Bears. And the only reason that's interesting is because it's the Chicago Bears when they didn't have a ton of wide receiver depth. But he suffered a, quote, severe ankle injury Um, that in combination with everyone else on the Bears roster at the wide receiver position is also hurt with something, a back and knee, like random ailments, except for Darnell Mooney. Oh, boy, it's not looking good up there in Chicago, Matt. Are you expecting them to sign someone like Will Fuller? I guess so. Does Will Fuller want to go there? I think Will Fuller at this point wants to go to anywhere who will, <laughs> who will say, hey, do you want to play football for us? He's the last like big name wide receiver other than like Odell Beckham. But like everyone's talking after Julio Jones signed, they're saying Will Fuller is the, the last one left. He's going to go to Chicago. Is he going to go to Green Bay? I mean, that'd be a horse of a whole new color, wouldn't it? If Will Fuller signed in Chicago. That's your term, Matt. Uh, it would be a horse of a different color, of course. Um, but I'm, I, I'm just can't get excited about Chicago's offense in like any. That's right. You don't, you don't like Chicago in general. That was your team to not like for for pretty much no reason other than Chicago. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about them. Yeah. Um, is there any other news you guys can think of from an NFL perspective? Oh, I had a couple. Or I had one where it was a, a running back. I think he was winning his share that you didn't like, and I can't remember who it is. So I'm going to think of it by the end of the episode. So stick around, and I'll, I'll find that one so I can <laughs> you, throw it in Danny's face. Okay, so something about me, someone that I don't like that is going to win the job. <laughs> you don't like the starter there because of like a rookie coming up on him, and that rookie is not getting any work right now in training. <laughs> something <laughs> okay. like that. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Blow everybody's mind at the end of the episode. I can't think of it right now. Is it Tyler? Is it Tyler Algier? From Atlanta, I think it's Al- Algier is not getting any uh, any work at the moment. I think it, that is what it is. It's so it was weird because like a week and before it was Cordell Patterson, you're down on Cordell Patterson, and right. that's what I wanted to bring up. I was yeah. going to say for the end of the episode, but we totally lost our teaser there. Yeah, sorry, because um, like right before and they were like Tyler Algier is looking really really great. He has a great shot at making the uh, first at being the starter. And then like a couple days later, like Tyler Algiers buried on the job depth chart right now. Don't even fucking worry about it. I'm like, okay, well, which one is it? Um, I also, outside of that, I heard JK Dobbins is supposed to be back unhindered week one. How does that change that picture for you guys? I like him a lot. And Gus Edwards, they say it's not going to be ready behind him. Yeah. He's trending the opposite direction. They said he's, he's not progressing very well. So I think JK Dobbins is kind of a sleeper pick here. So no Mike Davis? I think I think I think yes, <laughs> there is going to be Mike Davis to answer that question back. I think it's not fantasy year, relevant though. No, no, no. I think that he's going to I think his role is going to be kind of limiting J.K. Dobbins' upside because I think that at least here at the beginning, if Gus Edwards isn't there, J.K. Dobbins is not going to get like 25 touches a game coming off that injury. Yeah. 
Um, so they're going to spell him with someone. It was going to be Gus. Now, I guess Mike Davis and Mizzou boy, Tyler Beatty. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be kind of a mess. And then you mix in Lamar who rushes yeah. as well. I don't know if I want any shares of this anymore. I guess if I had to pick one, then sure. At the right point, J.K. Dobbins does have upside. Talent. Yeah, yeah. Talent. I mean, you're getting him as an RB three at sure. this point. Yeah, I mean, he, and awesome. if he if he does well, I mean that's a steal for an RB three. If he end up get end up, ends up getting the bulk of the load, other one. Um, and this is here's all, the one. Obviously, oh, go ahead, Scott. I didn't know you had anything. Else. No, no, you finished. Finished. I had a whole new thing. <laughs> I was just gonna mention another. I mean, can't speak like this is preseason stuff, but. Reported Juju Smith-Schuster is working all throughout the formation there in KC um, slot and outside. And I think he was kind of limited to playing the slot um, in Pittsburgh the last couple of years. But when he did really well, he was playing all over there and playing all over. Sounds like kind of filling that Tyreek hole. And Mm -hmm. I can see him doing it in a different way. Um, He's going super late, I think, at wide receiver. Is that worth a little bit of a sleeper snag? For around sure. too early for sure I, I, can I definitely think so I, I definitely think so because of what you're hearing out of training camp and all the things you just said I mean replacing all those targets it's got to go somewhere and if Mahomes has that connection with Juju who's young talented has done it one season before why and not I, and I've mentioned there's some talent on this receiving core but I think he's the wide receiver one obviously Travis Kelsey is there tight end basically wide receiver but other wide receivers, MVS, McCole Hardman, I guess Josh Gordon's there. I mean, they're good, but are they better than Juju? You bring up so you bring up Josh Gordon so often. I he's there. I, he's, he's there. He, he, that is a fact. He is listed as a Kansas City Chief, but I can't see the name on the depth chart and not say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say Sky Moore instead of Josh Gordon. Yeah. I, the rookie that they like love um (laughs) where did sammy Watkins go green bay he went to green bay i was gonna say this why is there another name in my head i can't it's sky more than uh scott what was your thing that you're gonna bring up i was just gonna mention um when we're on the running back tandem that uh i mean i this is all just read it today that James Robinson first day off of like drills on the sideline and was actually doing reps on the field. The whole day was with uh first team. So that throws a little bit more of a question mark. I feel like with the Etienne situation, is it going to be a little more of a split, which I mean, Etienne's going a little earlier than I'm willing to take because I'm just not sure what that situation is going to be. I mean, You're like James Robinson is going fan. Change the well, record with I, his Jaguars. I mean, every time he talks, it's about Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. <laughs> Here's a question I have because I've done some mock drafts and I've run into this several times. Um, I don't know what number RB Robinson's going. It's pretty far down there, but he's right by Alexander Madison. Who would you take first, Madison, Madison or Robinson? I'll go Madison. What do you think, Matt? Probably go Robinson before Madison. What would you do, Scott? I I've always said Madison, but after reading that today, it makes me think maybe not because it's same situation. If the one guy gets hurt, the other guy is going to get all the load, and Robinson has a chance to maybe be relevant even with Etienne there. Madison does not. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, Madison showed he's talented in the past, but he does not have any fantasy value until there's an injury. So that's just something you got to live with. That's true. Um, yeah, what, Robinson's 107, ADP Madison's 111. Um, yeah, you guys. One yeah. more piece of news that I have to mention. Did you boys watch the first episode of Detroit Lions Hard Knocks last night? I did. I still have not. And it's not like I'm avoiding hard knocks. I just haven't. I've never seen an episode of it. I hear it's great. I heard that last night's was great. I used to more or less avoid hard knocks. I was like, I don't want to watch like a reality like practice show or anything. So I'm not usually into those. But Detroit Lions piqued my interest. Watched it last night. Yeah, it, I'm going to get way overhyped for the Detroit Lions this year. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be thinking they're going to go all the way. So just get ready for that, listeners. You're going to hear a lot of Detroit Lions. Hype. How uh, how many episodes does, is Hard Knocks? I don't know. Last night was the first. Obviously, I, like I said, I didn't watch it in the past, but I will mm-hmm. be watching this season. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I hear Jamal Williams comes off as just a, a sweetheart. And, and uh, Dan, is it Dan Campbell? Is that their head coach? Yeah, it like seems like a super badass, and uh, yeah, I heard it was really, really good. But then again, I hear it's really, really good all the time. But I think Matt, we were talking before that show last night, and like I'm actually interested because of Detroit, and I never really have been. I'm like that's true. I mean, it's been on for over a decade now, right? Really, I didn't know it was that long. I oh, now as soon as I, the words came out of my mouth, I don't know if that's legit, but we have to Google that. Like five it's, years. It's okay. It's over five. Maybe less than 10. Google this. I'll say five or less. All right. I think it's it's been on a while. Wasn't it on when, like, way back when the Rams drafted Gurley? Oh, Oh, no. You you know what? This is easy. We can just type it into (laughs) the old Google machine. No, no. Let's figure this out by debate and no facts. You know when the first uh, episode date was? August 1st, your birthday, Scott, 2001. 17 Holy seasons. Crap. Wow. 17 seasons. Yeah. You friggin' How has turds. It been 17 seasons before there was a team that I was interested in watching. It? I don't. <laughs> it's because first probably, five, you probably never heard it existed. It's probably it's just, it's just uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> then Cowboys again. Yeah, Cowboys. Um, let me listen. Okay. So it went, wait a second. This is confusing as hell. Ravens was the 2001 Cowboys 2002 and then Wikipedia has a big gap. Oh, is there a big gap in between? Okay, well now this now I don't feel like this uh that was fair. Number of seasons 17. Hmm. That's a that's more than 10. <laughs> So season three was so <laughs> non-memorable that nobody remembers what team was on. Okay, let me let me listen. So 01 Ravens, 02 Cowboys, big gap. 07 Chiefs, 08 Cowboys again. So I was right about the Cowboys thing. <laughs> We're seeing a trend. Uh 09 Bengals, 2010 Jets, skip a year, 12 Dolphins, 13 Bengals, two Bengals in there, 14 Falcons, 15 Texans, 16 Rams, 17 Bucks, 18 Browns, 19 Raiders. 2020, it was a combo of Chargers and Rams. Well, they uh, might have started they, the in-season one then. Yeah. Oh, no. So so that's the next year. So 2021, it was Dallas Cowboys again. And then the in-season was the Colts. 2022, which is this year, Detroit Lions in the in-season. Do you guys know who the Hard Knocks in-season is this year? Cardinals. 
You are right. It's the Cardinals. Did you see that yeah. on Hard Knocks? There was, they... there was an ad. Okay, I figured. <laughs> All right. Let's get into defense and kickers. We're not going to break down rankings or anything like that, but let's talk a little bit about strategy, at least when it comes to uh, sitting down at your draft and maybe in season how you're going to go about it because there's a lot of uh, a different ways you go about this. So, Scott, when you think about drafting, what's, what do you want to start with, Scott? Kickers or defense? Uh, let's go kickers. Kickers. What is your draft strategy with a kicker? And also, yeah, just start there. What's your draft strategy? So my whole kind of outlook is there. there's a couple, like, two or three main guys, obviously, in the rankings. Tucker, Bass, Gay, McPherson, because they're four potent offenses that score a lot. And that's that's my main thing. I mean, kicker talent is irrelevant if your offense blows Wiener. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, Young Hoi Koo did great two years ago, but last year they didn't score any touchdowns or get in the red zone, so he was shit. And that's why he's not ranked very high this year. So it's one of those that when I'm looking at kickers in the league, it's it's obviously one of the last couple rounds. And if it comes to me and there's just no wide receiver I like, no running back I like, no depth I like, maybe I'll pick one of those top-end kickers. Otherwise, I, I just don't care. I mean, kickers is such a crap shoot that if you don't get a top one that you know you're going to play every week, regardless of opponent, you're you're dropping and picking up against opponent pretty regularly. Yeah, I'm going – my strategy, Danny, with defenses and kickers is – the third to last and second to last round, because I think everybody waits till the last two rounds. A lot of experienced guys do, but you can maybe get your guy if you go around early and still that non-kicker defense you picked on there is a flyer, whether he's in the third to last or last round. So just go for it around early. But targets for kicker, I don't think I'm going to be getting those first guys off the board. I really, I like the young Hoku. I don't know if this offense is going to be putting a ton more points on the board this year, but I still like him. But I'm really eyeing up Rodrigo Blankenship, a.k.a. Goggle Guy, on Indy. He's low in the rankings. I think that's going to be a potent offense. They're going to be scoring a lot, at least getting the ball in the red zone. Um, Man, I like him where he's going, and I'm probably going to snatch him up if it comes to me. Yeah, I think when it comes to kickers, I I agree with Scott a lot of the – what is your offense like? Because if your offense can't get the ball to a place where your kicker can kick it, then – you're a bum. Um, I also will toss in there combination of good offense with uh, weather. And I know you get every week it's a different weather weather, but like young, we keep talking about young, young Waku. <laughs> Where is he even on the rankings? He's like, was he like 10? Kicker 13. Okay. So I don't know why we keep harping on him, but he, he kicks in a dome in hot Atlanta uh, for half of his games. That's a big deal when you don't have any wind or, you know, the ball is not as hard as a rock or, you know, rain or anything like that. So combination of those things, if you're going to stream, that's also what I'm looking at, too, of if it's in if your kicker is kicking in Buffalo. I know that Bass is the number the second best kicker, but I don't want a lot of that mess of the weather. And it's more likely up there than it is, you know, in somewhere obviously with a dome or something with more moderate weather. So those are the two things you guys care about. I mean, I guess on a weekly basis, Matt, you care about the weather part. If you're streaming, I guess you can't yeah. really do that at the draft. 
Yeah, and I'll also add that Blankenship kicks in a, a dome slash retractable roof, so I like yes. that part of him too. I didn't mention it earlier, but I like that addition. The thing Young Wei Ku has going for him um, with Atlanta is I feel like their division or something with their matchups, like they're always playing the Saints. They got a lot of dome games always. It's not just at home Atlanta. Like one year didn't have a game outside of a dome until week like 12. It was crazy. So they're going to be playing in a lot of away domes too. So you're pretty safe on venue with Young Ho. That's true. That's true. And uh, uh, Matt Gay with the Rams is one that I do like because Rams have a great offense and L.A. is pretty much sunny and 75 all the time. So and that is play. not a dome. We learned that with the right. weather delays last year. That is a true. Canopy. <laughs> it's a can- so dome I mean, or canopy. You're good to go. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm saying that as a wrinkle, there could be a little cross breeze in there. You don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just don't have kickers. So defenses. Defenses are also random, uh, and they're also on a weekly basis kind of difference, and scoring a touchdown with your defense is a big deal, but it's basically unpredictable. So, Scott, talk about defenses um, at draft, or if you're going to stream, are you a streaming kind of guy? Are you a draft two defenses kind of guy? Some people do that. They have... Uh, complimentary schedules. What do you look at? I'm not a streamer of defenses, but at the same time, I'm not a week to week. Or I'm, I guess a streamer. I don't draft early. I, I try to get kind of a mid tier team because I'm not usually one of the first ones to go for a defense. So just taking a quick peek at fantasy pros, I've got Buffalo and Tampa Bay at tier one, and there's six teams in tier two. I feel like in general, I'll probably get a tier two team. And then when you don't like their matchup, that's when you stream a second defense and drops uh, a low performer on your bench or someone who's hurt, who doesn't seem like they're coming back, something like that. And then after that week, you drop that second defense. So I'm, I'm not a draft two defenses, but I'm not a streamer completely either. It's kind of a, you know, a mesh of the two, I guess. What you just described was streaming, by the way. (laughs) When, when I have this team and I don't like their matchup, I drop them and pick up a team that I like their matchup, and I do the same thing the next week. <laughs> don't you well, no, no, no. I, 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 ha- I have I have my number one defense, but if I don't like their matchup, uh, I pick okay. up a second for that uh, week. Uh, yeah, Sorry, that wasn't very clear. See, that is a hybrid. That is. I, yeah. I am opposite of Scott, I think, with kickers and defenses because I will stream defenses and I don't care about rankings at all going into the draft. So usually they're my second after kicker, but I have my targets and my targets aren't based on rankings. They're based on first like two or three weeks matchup. So that's why I try to identify. And then when I pick up a new defense, I'm looking a few matchups ahead to see if I can hold on to them for a few weeks. I I, I consider that a hybrid to an extent. I'm going to stream them, but I'm going to try to hold on to them for a few weeks and get my bang for my buck. My my draft guys that I'm looking at right now are Indy. They start the year off Houston and Jacksonville, although away. That's a good that's a good one. Then they have some tough like KC, Tennessee. I'd probably be dropping them then. Right, but I also like the uh, the Clippers. I don't think we've mentioned them nice. um, recently, nice. but the Chargers they start with Vegas, which I think is manageable. Then they do go to KC. That's not great, but then they follow that up with a Jacksonville Houston combo, and I think I might hold them through KC week, just hoping for something lucky there. Probably not going to be great, but mm-hmm. man, week two. 
Clippers at KC. That's going to be a fun game, isn't it? I bet that's prime time. I can't imagine a world where it's not. I Yeah, the ones that I'm looking at, I'm with you. I don't disagree at all with yours, Scott. Um, I tend to do the strategy, Matt, that you're describing. The ones that I'm looking at that I've written down, um, two of them were actually ranked kind of high. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. They are the third-ranked defense. I didn't even look at that beforehand because it really didn't matter, but it is nice. They play the Bears and then the Seahawks. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> then, But I don't want to reach for them because you know how people get, get weird at drafts with drafting yeah. based off rankings, and they could do that. Um, the Denver Broncos, are, I think, right now are defense number eight, and they play the Seahawks and the Texans. So that's nice for the one. I didn't go past the second week because I'll bye-bye, baby, bye-bye at that point. And then Cleveland plays uh Carolina Panthers and then the Jets. So they're kind of down there like 13 or 14th of defense. They will be there by the time I'm drafting, no matter what is like my fail safe. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Scott, did you see that the Buffalo Bills ADP is about the middle of the 10th round? Not what do you know. what do you think about that? The Bills play the Rams week one. Matt, um, are you going to laugh? Are you going to chump pick the shit out of the person who takes the bills? No, I won't do that. It's just, it's not my strategy. Uh, will, I think though. the person who won Frederick league last year may have, I don't know if it was last year or the year before picked two defensive before anybody else picked a defense. It, That's his strategy though. It, it that, that always has been that guy. I remember that guy always does that. And we're always like, why does he do that? And then he won the league. So it is a viable strategy if you do it the right way. Um, and the Bills are a great, great example of a great defense. So that's just a little steep, though. The tenth round—that's in a twelve-team league. So in a ten-team league, is like the twelfth round or something like that. Um, you guys have anything else to add about? Oh, one little strategy. I don't know if you guys agree, like like it as well. But Matt, I think you touched on this, Matt. But looking ahead, a week, one week, go to the waiver wire. Because everyone's gonna put like a zero dollar bid on the big one for that week. If you, if I can go like jump ahead and have like an okay matchup this week, it's gonna be fine. But I don't love the matchup. But then it's you know, Rockwood South Middle School. The you know two weeks from now is who they're gonna play. Is I will I will take that just sometimes to look that. But what I really like to do too is just if i have an ir eligible player or something i slide them in my ir if i don't have anybody i want to like throw on my bench as a handcuff or anything like that i'll pick up that defense for the following week knowing i'm dropping my this week defense and going on with that love that i I am uh, a a fan of using the ir spot to your advantage unlike some of these uh who was it in baseball who oh my goodness uh it was it was uh was it jock peterson and uh, Ex Cardinals, Tommy Fam, right? Yeah, it was Fam. He does not like people using the uh, IR spot to their advantage, but I am all for it. So do it. Um, one last strategy here is if you have a league that doesn't have set roster spots and you draft fairly early in the preseason, I, sometimes I'll just not even draft a kicker or defense, and you pick a lot of flyers, and a lot of those get weeded out before week one. Whether some bad news comes out, they get cut, this or that. And then you drop them and pick up your defense or kicker then. So if, if your league is flexible like that, it might be a strategy to use. It's it was it was Tommy Pham and, and Jock Peterson officially 
it says that Tommy fan doubles down on slapping him. So like after hearing the backlash, how Tommy fam is just doesn't understand how this works. He's like, no, that's that's if, stupid. If your player is IR eligible, use the IR spot. He didn't even mean to. He's just like, it, I put him on there and then he came off of it. And I just didn't see. <laughs> so I picked up another guy and then he came off of it and I didn't do anything about it because it didn't make me. Like, I don't even know what the example was, what exactly happened there. All I'm saying is use that spot. However, your, your format lets you use it, take advantage of it, use it to your advantage. It's just to be Tommy Pham should be boiling about that so bad that you fly to play them in wherever San Francisco or whatever. And like, Oh, he's out there in the outfield, that motherfucker. I can't believe what he <laughs> did. I'm walking out there, you know, I'm going to fucking tell him it's <laughs> fantasy football, man. Well, Let's take a break, and then when we get back, it's mock time. Mock yeah. Hey, everybody. Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're, uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball. So whether you want to hear about the latest on the field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back, champs. Here we go. It's what the people want, right, guys? This is what the people come to Chumps to Champs for is a good old-fashioned moxki. Good old-fashioned right? turn and burn. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so it's, what, August 10th right now. You guys are going to draft soon. This is what you're here for is to cram. Cram. This is the research that you want, and we're here to help. So <clears throat> Matt, Scott, and I are drafting from three different positions. It's a 12-team half PPR Half PPR is the best. 12 team, half PPR, one quarterback league. So it's one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense, and four bench spots. Um, Matt is drafting from the number two spot. I will be drafting from the seven spot. And Scott will be drafting from the 11 spot. So we're kind of everywhere, boys. Have um, we mentioned to the listeners this year or just recently why half PPR is the best? Why go ahead and tell the people. You don't remember, do you, Danny? Half no. PPR is the best because it's like the baby bear and Goldilocks. Oh no, it's the not too hot, not too cold, not too firm, not too soft. Mm-hmm. It's just right. Did we talk? Was I drinking during whenever whenever we talked about this? It sounds like uh, you don't even have to say it. Okay. All right. Well, without further ado, Matt, why don't you go ahead and uh, and blast this puppy off? Okay. 101 overall is Jonathan Taylor, JTT. Um, No surprises here. Um, I've said it multiple times this offseason. I won't be fooled again by Christian McCaffrey, (laughs) whether or not. uh, Right. So, I mean. 
all of our listeners should probably draft him because he will stay healthy this year. But now I'm looking underneath that, and I'm uh, I don't think I can go anywhere besides Derrick Henry here. So it's, it's a homeboy pick, and he sounds like he's lean, mean, and ready to eat some green. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Did you know how you were going to end that? <laughs> did it seem like I knew how it was going to end? I, it didn't, but then you did, and it <laughs> rhymed really well, so it worked out. So after Matt took Derrick Henry, went Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, first wide receiver off the board, Najee Harris, and then it's to me at the seven spot. So uh, we're in decision-making time here, guys. There's Cooper Cup, who... At the seven spot, that is an absolute bargain because he could go as high. I mean, Matt, you can go number one if you're if you're interested in that. But I just I don't th- I don't know if I want to do that in a twelve team league. Right? I don't know if I want to do Cooper Cup that early. It's between Cooper Cup and Dalvin Cook for me. See, for me, it would be between Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Right. Um, like you said, Cooper Cup is not a bad pick here. Justin Jefferson already went. Um, that's a surprise to an extent. If Justin Jefferson was here, you would take him though, right, Danny? If Justin Jefferson was here, no, I'm it depends on my mood of what I want to do, wide receiver or uh you were running back. Him up last oh, time we were talking. Oh, if if I was going if okay, if I decided right now on Cooper Cup, then in reality, if Cooper Cup would have been selected already, then yeah, Justin Jefferson is my number one wide receiver. But I don't know if I want to do that, especially because Dalvin Cook is on the board and I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan. I'm going to take Dalvin Cook here. So when Dalvin Cook and then Cooper Cup went right after me, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase to Scott at the 11 spot. That is a tough spot, Scott. I don't really like your draft board right now, to be honest. I would concur with that wholeheartedly. Um, So here's where I sit. Looking at it, according to this, they've got Devonta Adams' top pick. Ah, uh, no thanks. I'm I'm going running back here, uh, first first round because he got Swift there. Chubb is great. Half PPR is questionable, and then we don't know what Alvin Kamara is. So I'm I'm honestly not even hesitating that much. I'm taking DeAndre Swift here. Love it. Ooh, I like it. And I honestly, like it worked out real well for me on the so, turn around here. Yeah. So when DeAndre Swift and then team 12 went with Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams and it's back to Scott. Go for it. I mean, obviously, if we knew Kamara's situation, he'd be a great pick. If you want to go RB, RB here. Um, Chubb, great, but in half PPR, I'm not so sure. But Stefan Diggs is sitting there. So Swift yeah. and Diggs at the end of the of a turn. I'm never going to complain with that. Out of the park. Knocked it out of the Paul park. Williams was all over hard knocks, though. So, I mean, they might be <laughs> pushing Swift in the closet. That's, see, right in the closet. Uh, then it went CeeDee Lamb, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barkley over to me. I took Dalvin Cook in the first round. So, this is, I mean, I'm between three guys. Sounds like a hell of a night, but Alvin Kamara, the more I read and the more I listen, I'm hearing that his suspension is more than likely going to get pushed through this year and into next year because they keep pushing back his hearing to the point where it's going to, if he, he may get suspended at the end of the season, but it sounds like there's just no way he's going to be 
missing the beginning of the season unless he gets placed on like the commissioner's exempt list, which would be weird because then he could just be there. He could be useless all season. I don't think anyone really expects that yeah. to happen to him. But but that's a waste of a second, third round pick if it does happen. Right. Then you got Aaron Jones, who I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. But I'm going to go with someone else, a wide receiver that I'm really big on right Ooh. now, climbing, 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 and that is Debo Samuel. Well, good pick, good pick. So I'm a big fan of Debo right now. And I have three with a three wide receiver league. It makes me want to grab one in my first two picks a little bit more if somebody's there. They don't have to. I can still go two running backs. I'll be happy. But if someone like Devo's there, I'll, I'll do it. So then it went Kamara. Uh, I almost said Taysom Hill. <laughs> that's that's not who <laughs> went. It was Tyreek Hill. And then Josh Allen, first quarterback off the board at the end of the second. And then Aaron Jones to Matt. So, yeah, I, I hate picking this early in a 12 team this year. But there's just a lot of talent around this year to where I'm, I'm going to make it work here. I don't like the top wide receivers on the board, really. I'm sure listeners know I've never been super hot on Mike Evans for probably all the wrong reasons. A.J. Brown just burning a little hole in my heart by leaving the Titans and being a little wimp about it. Yeah, uh, for real. Let's just talk about that for an hour. <laughs> Keenan, Keenan Allen's down there, but if, if I want anybody else, I can probably get him on the turn. I only got a couple picks between me and the next guy. Uh, what I'm looking at is I'm not huge on Javante Williams. Don't know the workload there. Chubby Bunny. Leonard, yeah, <laughs> Leonard Fournette um, is right underneath him, and I'm high on Leonard Fournette. I think his situation's great on that team and with the depth chart behind him, and he has been declared in game shape after all the fat comments during the summer. Um, <laughs> well, apparently see. he's looking good. So can, you know what? Good job, Leonard Fournette. Enjoy your off season, put on a few pounds, eating well, <laughs> and then you get right back in game shape. And I think he, he's still young. He's got a, he's got a great season ahead of him. And I love the Derrick Henry Leonard Fournette combo. Yeah. That's such a Excellent nice way, way to put, to put it. it. You, yeah. you deserve it. I mean, you played on the Jaguars for years. Mm-hmm. You know what? Beef See? it up. Have your corn dogs. Get back into it when it counts. Here we go again, Matt, with his Jaguars. I mean, he's just it's just constant with this guy. All right, go. Then when Javante- I just bashed the Jaguars, <laughs> Javante Williams and Mark Andrews went after Matt, and it's back to Matt at the three o two. That's interesting. Mark Andrews in the third, and Kelsey went at the end of the first. I think that's a little. Ooh. Hmm. But uh, what I'm looking at here, still Evans, Brown, Keenan Allen on the board. Probably should get a wide receiver. Um, Man. but who's staring at my face <laughs> on the top of the running back board is Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner, and Cam Akers. Kind of like all their situations this year, but I don't want to just go with Elliott here. They're what all staring at you. Elliott They're right all now? staring at you. All three of these big men. I are think Elliott is bound for a bit of a bounce back, and he didn't have a terrible season last year. I love Elliott. It'd be Elliott for I me. I think having Henry Fournette Elliott is just going to make me so happy with my running backs this year that I got to do it. I got bothered. The, it, between it them, does. Yeah. It does concern me a little how much Pollard was incorporated with Elliott out there because I had Elliott in one, if not two leagues. And Pollard was out there a lot more than I wanted to see. So I I, I, good. I don't disagree. He's still got the talent. And I love Elliot, but it makes me nervous about what, what they're going to do. I mean, they're like, maybe he's 
been our bell cow back for so many years. We need to give him a little bit less each game. How do you think? I don't the know. Fact that this is the last year on his contract plays in it. You think they just like use up the crap out of Pollard, or do you think they just kind of they know that he's going to be gone after this year, so they shove him in the shadows? I would. You'd think they'd want to get something out of him, so you know, prop him up the first several weeks and then trade him and get something for him, right? Doesn't bode well for Elliot. Yeah, I mean, that but... wouldn't be all. Awful. But uh, after Elliot goes, it was Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, James Conner, Keenan Allen, all the other guys I was kind of talking about here. Uh, but that does still leave Cam Akers on the board for Danny if you want to. I like Cam Akers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you like Montgomery yeah. better. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to like talk myself right now into T. Higgins. That'd be my second wide receiver. That's what I'm trying to talk myself into. But I I don't think I can do I I do like Cam Makers. I'm going to I'm going to go with T Higgins and see what my team looks like at the end of this. this. Is my wide receiver too? Like I I really do like him. I know there's a Jamar Chase thing there, but Higgins should not be forgotten about. He's a great young wide receiver. We'll see what he can do there. Um, then we Mahomes- disagree with that. He just makes me nervous to go in that early being a, a number two wide receiver on the team. He gets the volume though. I mean, he, Chase he goes does full boom. I mean, we'll see when Mahomes pits and then Brees Hall to Scott. All right. So here, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of hesitation. Cam Akers still sitting on the board wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, number one on there. I'm not crazy about him. Still several guys after him, wide receivers that I really like. So I'm for sure going to go ahead and take Cam Akers here. Cam Akers to Scott, and then it goes Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin back to Scott. Now it gets interesting. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like the number one running back and the number one wide receiver on the board right now, and that is David Montgomery in Chicago, who doesn't have a whole lot of offensive weapons. And then the wide receiver is Michael Pittman, who we all love what he did last year. And now they got a quarterback that's going to be throwing the ball. I would imagine a good amount. Mm-hmm. This one's tough. Um, uh, I, I think I'm leaning slightly toward Pittman because it's a three wide receiver league. Okay. Okay. If it, if it wasn't, well, if damn. I thought there was any way that Pittman would fall to me, I would be trying to talk you out of him right now. But yeah. you know that I'm just going. Oh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> <is> it, <laughs> it's one of those where I you, you love running backs and having three and four rounds would be great. But the next round of wide receivers, I don't think I'd be too crazy about. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Pittman. I'm pretty happy with that. So it went Pittman, Montgomery, Herbert and Waller. So I went up. Point out while Danny's thinking, team nine, running back, running back, tight end, QB, pushing out the wide receivers. I thought I was yeah. getting risky. Yeah. I'm trying to say right now, I'm going to let you guys decide for me um, what I'm going to do right now. So I'm built right now with Dalvin Cook as my first pick, and then Debo and T. Higgins uh, as my number two, <laughs> my number two, <laughs> my number two and three. So have you guys ever heard of the hero, not zero RB, the hero RB strategy where you take one stud and then you ignore the position for a while? Um, this and this sounds hammering. like 
somebody trying to just like get a little gimmick yeah. strategy yes. out there that so never really making up worked. a name for yeah. any type of scenario you could possibly that's correct. do that's correct but i've got a minute i've got a minute left strategy. so everyone shut up for a second so <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we can pause it <laughs> yeah no. so this is a mock i want to see what happens do you agree with this for for letting me do this i don't know if i would really do this i'm trying to decide and this is a good time to do it so that's what mocks are all about, Dave. Yeah. Trying different things, yeah. you know, it works. I would probably be going if I went with a running back here. I'd probably be going with Travis Etienne, um, despite Scott trying to talk me out of it. But I'm gonna try that strategy for a second, and I'm going to go with Mr. Mike Williams. Oh, big fan, oh, big wow. fan. I was kind of hoping he fell to me, so I'm not mm. super happy about it. But good pick, good pick, good pick. Yeah. Out. I was going to go DK there, but all right. So Gibson, Kittle, Etienne, DJ Moore to Matt for his fourth pick. And he has a good looking running back core. I do. I'm going to be quick on the turn here. I only have um, team one, but he also does not have any wide receivers right now. So I'm trying to decide, do I snag one of these sexy running backs at the top of the board? Or do I snag a wide receiver before they all get ate up? Wide receivers out there. I think DK Metcalf is intriguing me. Waddle's intriguing me. Running back wise, Josh Jacobs, JK Dobbins. I'm going to get two of these four, I think, before this turn is over. So what do I want the most? Hmm. Hmm. Tough. I think at, at this point, we talked about it before. It's, it's almost crazy that people like A.J. Brown are going a full round, maybe two rounds ahead of DK in some drafts just yeah. because of situation. But the situation is different in both situations. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm going to take the talent and the already done it factor of DK over Waddle. Right I... 100% agree. Looking and at the board, D- DK would have been my first sure pick there, too. Scott's in love with DK, though, so you got to take that. I really am. So. I really am. And then I'm going to see who's <laughs> available through those four through this turn. So I'm taking DK. After me went Josh Jacobs, then Allen Robinson. I don't hate it. Interesting. But uh, I don't love it. But so yeah. I can still Ooh, waddle. You still, you still got a great situation there of yeah. either position. Yeah. So I could still get Waddle, and I could still get J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is supposed to be all good for week one, but it's still muddled with Lamar there and the other running backs that will be there and can be there and what else. Oh, Mikey D. I think I'm going Waddle here, and I'm going to see what kind of running backs I can clean up with later. For sure. That's a great pick, Waddle there. Then J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper, the guy I wanted to pick. Uh, I was I would say if I was Matt, I think I'd have gone with Sutton right there. Sutton. Um, so I, like I said, we're going with this hero RB strategy where I took Dalvin Cook. I'm just gonna see what happens. Not to say that I'm not just gonna take a running back ever if there's nobody there, but there is a wide receiver that I'm really big on to make my fourth one here, and that is who I will take, and his name is Mr. Brandon Cooks. I yeah. love that as my fourth wide receiver, a guy who's going to get like a million targets. So it goes uh, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Arizalera, Lamar Jackson, and then to Scott. Okay. Not, uh, 
Not the big fan of this situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that a King of Queens reference I heard? Yes, always. it is. That's all he knows. <laughs> That's King of Queens references. This this is the one time I think I'd think about going QB, honestly, in terms of ability. Um I I know what RB I'm looking for at the turn here. And wide receiver. I'm looking at a couple guys, but I I don't know if they're screaming out at me. Marquise Brown, old Hollywood Brown. Great until DeAndre comes back. Chris Godwin, who knows? Amara St. Brown was great last year in the last half, but is going to have some actual competition now. It is a little more intriguing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have this much question marks, but I, I, I really, I really do. Just believe in yourself. You can do this if you really put your heart to it. Be your best self. But You'll- I think I'm going to push back quarterback, even though this will be the time I do it. It's a uh, quick turn, no though. You're going to get, you're going to nope. pick in like two. Right. I'm not going to go quarterback on the turn for sure, though. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Godwin. I'm going to roll the dice with his health. Okay. Chris Godwin goes and Kyler Murray and then Marquise Brown, a couple of Cardinals, and it's back to you, Scott. All right. Um, so my next pick was for sure going to be running back. It's a couple down. I'm going Damian Harris. Touchdown craze last year, and I think he's going to be great this year. Damian. No touchdown regression at all there. Damian Harris, <laughs> Damian Harris, and then Dalton Schultz. I'm on Ross St. Brown, and then AJ Dillon back to me. You boys made this too too easy, too easy for me. Um, this is going to be a slam dunk TJ Hawkinson pick. Uh, Matt's boy, you could say, but boy, and then uh, Joe Burrow, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Kenneth Walker. It just sounds like a ridiculous pick. And then it's back to Matt. So I'm seeing I do need a tight end. Goddard and Knox are both there. I still like both of them this year. Um, But my team one, who's on the turn ahead of me, already has a tight end, so I can let that go through the turn. No biggie. Wide receiver, Michael Thomas, Darnell Mooney, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think this is where I might pull the trigger on Juju a little bit early, like I mentioned before. But let me see what's there at running back. Or Corderell Patterson still available. I think I'm going to go Juju, hoping Corderell comes through the turn. And I'll probably snag him and push tight end up. Let's see what happens. Slam that button. Juju, Michael Thomas, Darnell Mooney, and then it's back to Matt. He gets his way. So let me let me check the board. I'm not not excited about any receivers left. I'm glad I still already have three wide receivers. I did my typical strategy. Um, three, six rounds have three running backs, three wide receivers. I went three running backs first and then three wide receivers, but I got there in a way, um, a punt tight end and just go with Corderell Patterson. I love that addition here. So he goes to Corderell. Then went Dak Prescott, Drake, London, Deandre Hopkins, Kareem hunt. And then to me. So just to recap, I got Dalvin cook and then I got Debo T Higgins, Mike Williams and Brandon cooks. So I went four wide receivers in a row. And then I got TJ Hawkinson here. So I I think the seventh round, I think this is my limit on my little my little <laughs> experiments because there are only a couple of guys I feel okay about here um, being 
like my my second RB. And I will go with uh, Mr. Chase Edmonds here. I think he is going to actually become the guy pretty quickly in Miami. So getting him as my second RB, I actually feel pretty good about that, knowing what the rest of my powerhouse wide receiver lineup looks like. So Gabriel Davis, Traylon Burks, Elijah Moore, and now to Scott for his seventh pick. And it looks like Scott uh-huh. is wide open spaces because he went with the strategy that Matt always talks about where you want three running backs, three wide receivers through six rounds. Right, Matt? And that's what you did, too. I say that, but if you if your guy's there and he's not one of those, I don't want anybody to feel apprehensive about taking your guy. But they're wrong if they don't. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm also not not saying it. All right, Scott, what are you doing? All right. So like you said, wide open. Um uh man, haven't done a lot of mock drafts. I'm late here, so this is a little new. Mm. Looking at wide receivers, I'm not too keen on any of them. Okay. Okay. Looking looking down the list, not too big on any of them either. Uh okay. RBs. I like a guy that I'm going to hopefully wait till the turn. It seems early Ooh. for tight end, but I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas Goddard here. Dallas and Goddard he fucking took Rashad Penny, son mm-hmm. of a bitch. Tony Pollard and then Rashad Penny goes. So it's back to Scott getting sniped by team 12. Sweet. That's what we like to see. I should have. I should have looked. He already had Kelsey and no running backs. That was stupid on my part. I'm a you booger moron. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other guy that was between with Chase Edmonds was Penny. Idiot. All right. Well, yeah. I guess my two receivers are still sitting there. Settle um, for those. So I guess Rashad Bateman is for sure. The guy in Baltimore, Devontae Smith. I mean, AJ Brown's there. So I, I still like Devontae. It is intriguing, uh, but uh, I'll go Rashad Bateman there. That's a good one. Olave, Devontae Smith, Hunter Renfro. And then now it's back to me. Oh, this is we're talking about reaching time. Kind of want to, you know what? I let's take a gander at who's got quarterbacks here in front of me. One, two, there's a lot. Oh, no one's gonna be there. I know they say about gandering. What is this? What they say? (laughs) (laughs) I bet they do. So, in the eighth round, I will for sure be taking a guy who has the potential to finish as a top three quarterback this year uh, because of his legs. And that's Jalen. Uh, so gross. Jalen. You don't like it. Jalen hurts. And then I Pat, can't. Pat Fryer. Oh, Jalen. My God. Did Dallas or uh, Dawson Knox get sniped? Yeah, he got sniped right before me. So need a tight end. And he would have been a pretty nice little eighth round addition there. Yeah, it went Friar Muth, Russell Wilson, Devin Singletary, and then Knox. No, I, I I mentioned earlier in an episode that I kind of like Ertz's situation, how he was used once Agreed. he went to Arizona. I don't hate him here. I still think he'll last through, through the turn unless the guy say your number one already got a tight grabs end. two tight ends. Yeah, so see what else is there. Love to grab a wide receiver. Robert Woods is really the only one intriguing me, and I feel like that's too much of a homer pick. I already got. Derrick Henry, 
running back wise, Melvin Gordon, James Cook, Ramonde Stevenson. I think Scott's a big Stevenson guy. I'm not so much. I've never it, said a word about him. <laughs> you were, you, I, I thought maybe on rankings you were higher on him than us. But uh, I either don't way, know how to pronounce <laughs> his name. So <laughs> the, the top two, Melvin Gordon and James Cook, are the ones that intrigue me to an extent. Um, I already have four running backs. So I really kind of want to throw a dart on James Cook here. Ooh. And I, I I feel like I should bolster wide receivers with a uh, Bobby Trees, but you know what? I'm throwing throwing my care to the wind, baby. I'm I'm going big, James Cook. James Cook, and then when a Tommy Beanstalk uh, at the turn with Garrett Wilson, and back to you, Matt. And now you've got your five running backs. You probably, I mean, now you have the freedom in the world to just ignore the position, which is cool, or keep hammering yeah. it. Now I'm between Robert Woods and uh, my boy, Zach Ertz. I think I'm just going to take Zach Ertz here and and go a little more flyery on my wide receivers later on. Zach Ertz and then Brandon Ayuk, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tyler Lockett, and then to me. So I am between, I'm between two guys, as I like to be. And um, we gotta we gotta also remember that we got a kicker and a defense to take at a certain point. What we have fourteen rounds? This is round, round nine. nine. Uh, Why is that even we're entering okay. your head? Okay. I, I panicked for a second. I'm like, oh my god, are we at the end? But I'm between Robert Woods uh, and Alan Lazard because he has the potential to be the number one for Aaron Rodgers, who's really good at football. I think I'm going to go with the safety of Robert Woods, though, because he is the number one there. He's the number one in Tennessee, and I got him in the ninth round. It's great. So Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool, and Alan Lazard went before Scott, and now Scott's on the clock. Just out of a curiosity, Danny, what do you think the percent chance is that Robert Woods ends up as the number one receiver on the Titans at the end of this season? I would say 60%. This year, yeah, that's about right. That's about this right. year, I think I think that he's more than likely going to be the number one guy. Like, yeah, he tore his ACL in LA, but he was great. I mean, we're we're not talking like a lengthy career. Traylon Burks has that, but Traylon Burks is uh, he's working out with the second and third teams right now. He's his his. It's gonna take a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, I just didn't know if you thought maybe like Burks or was it Des Fitzpatrick or one of the other guys maybe. Robert Woods is a veteran presence presence that is going to help those guys along. If yeah. He helps them enough to where they just shine. But yeah. I, I mean, I agree more than likely it's Robert Woods. Yeah. So Scott, what do you think of minute left? Uh, this is a total disaster. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> Your team looks I, fine. What are you talking well, I can't about? Believe three teams already took two quarterbacks in the ninth round. There's there's nobody even left. Trey no, Lance is there. Trey Lance could run Trey his way. Lance can go- he can gobble a dick. No, Matt Ryan oh my will be word. The the draft, Scott. <laughs> uh, We're gonna be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be. Okay. I just, I just, I really thought coming back. Um, I did not think. Freaking Brady, Rogers, Stafford, Wilson would all be gone with all those teams had a running back. Oh uh, way down there. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wing it. I'm gonna go Michael Carter, assuming old rookie beanbag doesn't do shit. 
Man, he is just—he is having a full-blown panic attack. Scott is right now, and then uh, I'm not happy. <laughs> Trey not Lance happy at all. Oh, Trey Scott's Lance, favorite <laughs> running back, went on the turn. <laughs> it's Ramondre Stevenson. I'm so sorry, Scott. Oh, he's gone. So now, what's he gonna do? As gross as this is, I'm gonna have to freaking take Kirk Cousins because apparently every freaking quarterback is gonna go. No, mm. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted him. So Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cousins went, and then Christian Kirk. It's like the opposite name <laughs> in a way. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, then Sky Moore, and then Mike Gesicki. <laughs> Matt liked that joke. And then now it's to me. And now I've got I've got Dalvin Cook and Chase Edmonds as my only running backs. And there is a guy who I'm actually really big on this year, and that is Damian Pierce out of Houston. And I think he's going to win the job. And you know what they say? I already got Brandon Cooks on my team. You know what they say? You can never have too many Houston Texans. Aren't there like the- a million running backs there in Houston, though? Like, why do you think that? So? What take is on the Houston's- little piece of information you have that says Pierce is going to be the one? He's he's working with the ones already. Oh, well, that's not anything. That's, no, no, it is not. It's him, versus, it's him or old busted Marlon Mack. I'll take that. I'll take uh, Scott so Trosky over Marlon Mack right now. I have a hot take on Marlon Mack. What is it? Well, okay. Sorry. Before you do that. So Isaiah Spiller, Russell that's Gage. The, that's, a, that's a little teaser for next week with yeah. our hot takes. Russell Gage. Ah, nice. James Robinson and the Kandarius Tony. While Matt's thinking about what he's doing, Russell Gage got a minor injury as well today. Practice. That is something we should throw out there. I don't think it's major. It's a leg thing, but keep that in mind. Go ahead, Matt. What great breakdown of injury news that I just gave you. That is <laughs> is something. We think he's hurt. We're not sure. Or he's not or some shit. He might be kind of. Might be kind of. I don't know. Google it. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Oh, there's not a lot here. I kind of want to push off quarterback another round. I feel like I'm I'm at the Derek Carr level, which is like that's a right pick, but do I really want Derek Carr on my team? No. Hell yeah. Oh no. So uh running backs, Alexander Madison, I can handcuff with wide receivers. There's MVS, Michael Gallup. Eh, Gallup could be interesting. Tight end, not much. Irv Smith, I could add. Don't want to go kick your defense yet. I'm kind of talking myself back into just going with Derek Carr here. Mm-hmm. We made it all the way around back. And, and it sounds like expiring, it's so <laughs> I'm just going to do it. So Derek Carr, Ronald Jones, Alexander Madison. And now it's back to Matt. I like those picks with running backs that late. The, either one of those could, could uh, pay dividends later. Ronald Jones read, or Alexander Madison. I read somewhere that Ronald Jones may not even make the team. Is that true? You literally said a couple weeks ago that he Agreed. could take time from CEH. I know. I know. I know. That's what everyone said. And then I, I swear. What are you reading? I don't know. The internet is weird, <laughs> dude. But then Alex, yeah, Alexander Madison. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Glad Hilaire has not impressed at all in two seasons. So why would they cut? Ronald he's, Jones, who he's been okay. wasn't out there. No, he, he's been adequate when Fournette wasn't out there. But I mean, CEH hasn't done shit either. So why would you cut Ronald Jones? Because because you got is someone's That's my fire alarm going off. Fire alarm going off. So good, good, ready for that. Put your uh, put yourself on mute there, guy. 
You don't remember yeah. how. I'm not worried about the fire. Just put it on mute. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about oh, that. Oh shit, my pizza! <laughs> Someone's burning some calzones out there. The old wife. <laughs> yeah, the, the old ball and chain. Yeah, dude. So, by the way, um, on on sleeper, they have the depth chart as Clyde Arizalea, Jarek McKinnon, and Isaiah Pacheco. They don't even have Ronald Jones listed as a human being. That's wild. So I'm not I can't crazy. That shit. All right, go ahead, Matt. You got like ten seconds. It. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. there's. Uh, I need a wide receiver here. I only have three wide receivers. It's a three wide receiver league. There's a couple of rookies, Christian Watson and Jameson Williams, both on the pup. Running out of time here. I can go with MVS in Kansas or Tyler Boyd and Cincy. I'm going to go with MVS here and just add a little bit more to that core. Yeah. See, because you got Juju. So it's like one of them is going to come through, right? Yep. Yeah. So then Gallup, Christian Watson, Tyler Boyd, Hunter Henry, and then now to me. Boys, I, I, I think I learned something about the strategy. I, I, th- I think I waited a little too long. <laughs> I'm bolstering my <laughs> my running backs. No one could have foreseen that that was going to happen. But this uh this didn't this didn't go so good. So I'm going to ignore it for another minute because there's nothing I like there. Um, I can't bring myself to draft um Kenny Galladay. I can't do it. Something's weird about that. And he's like, he's probably gonna be the number I, one. I there. know. I I looked at him when MVS was on the board. And it's like I think I'm I think I'm still staying away from Galladay. I kind of was wrong about him last year, so I don't want to be wrong again. Here's what I'm gonna do. This is gonna feel really disgust. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking do that. This is this is terrible. This is a, this is terrible. Now this is the disaster zone that Scott was talking about. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, a guy who's gonna start the year. Uh, on the pup more than likely. And that's Jamison Williams from the Detroit lions. I think he's going to be really, really good this year. I can put him on my IR spot right away at the end of this draft and then pick somebody else up. But at least I'll have Jameson Williams for the back half of the year. That's going to be my strategy there. Then I went to a Tyler Algier, Cole commit to Scott's for his 11th rounder. Okay, um, not uh, we got what four picks left. We got one, two, three, four running backs, one, two, three, four receivers, QB tight end. So it's pretty much open. Um, I really wish there was somebody more screaming my name. Um, beside the old wife, right? <laughs> oh, you're gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh nasty yeah. that's nasty you're nasty one week Deshaun married watson, already making wife jokes yeah <laughs> Deshaun watson scares me here just because of the current situation um i don't hate marlon mack honestly here at this point but wide receiver there's there's two guys i'm looking at one is jarvis landry and two despite what you guys said I kind of like Kenny Galladay here. I mean, it's late in the draft. He's, I think he's going to be the number one. I have no qualms with taking Kenny Galladay as a wide receiver five. I mean, I think he could shoot up the list. So I'm taking Kenny Galladay. I read um, a stat that said last year there were seven defensive linemen who scored more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay. 
Oh, I don't. I, I believe it. I mean, that's the that's the let's article. Not, let's not. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves, but wide receiver five, I think he's going to get the production. He he had zero, and that was their way of saying he had zero touchdowns. And it's like, okay, you didn't have to just like poop all over the guy. But then it went Naeem Hines and Rashad White behind the Kenny Galladay pick by Scott. So it's back to Scott for his 12th round pick out of 14. He's going to go all quicker. Right, so here's, I don't think so. I mean, it's. Well, actually, no, it's taking a kicker or defense. So I guess I could get supreme cream of the cop crop cop cream to the cream de la cop. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll take I'll take Tucker. Why not? I'm not excited. Wait, I was why did I even anybody else anyways? Why did I even draw attention to that? That's annoying. Daryl Henderson, oh. Rondale Moore, Jarvis Landry, and then now to me. I liked Landry there, so that's why I was like, oh, maybe he'll sneak back around he didn't make it close <laughs> i'm i'm not gonna play games here um i've got a real issue with my running backs <laughs> and i've got <laughs> i've got a wide receiver or i'm sorry running i've got what three picks left and i gotta get kicker defense i'm not gonna play games i'm gonna take raheem mostert here the other miami running back that got chase edmonds if one of them breakthrough i'll have somebody there please god dalvin cook don't get hurt um then it went justin fields albert o irv smith marlon mack to matt so this is the third to last round where i just mentioned i'm going to take a kicker or defense and you know what why not mm-hmm. um so if an, uh, a nice little uh wide receiver in the last round i think to round it out but here a lot of good defenses still available, one of them being Buffalo Bills. And, I mean, every defense is still available, I should say that. Um, so I think I might just take the Bills and just rock that all year because I like to root for the Bills, and that sounds fun. Look at you. Buffalo Bills, Jahan Dotson, and then Dallas Cowboys went back to Matthew. Mm-hmm. I can still get any kicker besides Justin Tucker. Oh, do I want Evan McPherson? Kinda. Do I want Harrison Butker? No. Do I want Matt Prater? Oh, fuck yes, I do. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, he's there for you. He's right there. God, with that. You can see they're between McPherson or Matt Gay right now for me, and no way I'm going to have fun rooting for Matt Gay in L.A. more than Evan McPherson in the fearsome Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson, then it went the Buccaneers defense, Rams defense, 49ers defense, Patriots defense, and then over to me. So I'm between Matt Gay and um, Matt convinced me earlier of Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, and he's still sitting there, too. Now I'm just like contemplating kickers. This is dumb. Why would I not go with the Chiefs kicker? I'm going to go with Harrison Bucker. And then it went Charge Stevens, Matt Prater. Carlson and then to Scott's oil. A wheel. Okay. Gross. Um, gross. Mm-hmm. I got all, you got a Julio Jones down there. Wide receiver. No, thanks. Uh, no, no running backs really. Um, I'm looking at that have any relevance. I mean, they're all, they're all waiver pickups. I mean, Mark Ingram could be interesting if Kamara were to get suspended, but that doesn't look like that's even a realistic possibility. No tight end, don't care. Uh, wide receiver, TJ Chark is actually interesting. 
Uh, I think he could give Amonara St. Brown a little bit of a run for his money. I do need a defense, um, but, but I'm also kind of looking at quarterback backup, but the turn already has two quarterbacks, so I know they're not going to. So I'll go ahead and take Baltimore's defense here. Baltimore's defense and Matt Gay, Packers defense. And for your last pick, Scott, I think this, this is up. where you go. This is where you go, Deshaun Watson. Okay, Deshaun Watson. And then that's that's nice. That's a nice pick there. Colts, Saints defense went, then Tyler Bass. Now it's to me. I need a defense. I just talked about the Broncos. Did I not? I thought it was great. I'll go with the Broncos here. Blankenship, Younghui, Folk, McManus, and then Matt, your final pick. I'm thinking of a couple of things here. Like George Pickens is there, but do I really want a Pittsburgh rookie wide receiver? No. Jacoby Myers. I kind of like that situation for him, but it's not near as exciting as DJ Chark on the Detroit Lions. Wow. Wow. He's sitting right there. Uh, apparently, he's looking good at camp. Um, not too much on hard knocks, but I'm sure he'll make his debut next week or something like that. So I like him a lot. I think he's, a, I think he's a sneaky good pick. Yeah. And I, I think he'll, he'll be fantasy startable for me. I need wide receivers. Let's go with DJ Chark. All right. So wrap this thing up. Matt, tell us your team and give us one comment on if you liked it, uh, what you like or dislike about it. My team went Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, Juju Schmuster Schmuster, Cordell Patterson, James Cook, Zach Ertz, then Derek Carr, MVS. Buffalo Bills, Evan McPherson, and then DJ Chark to round it out at the end. Uh, what I didn't like, uh, I'm not a big Derek Carr guy. I think he had value there. I I wish uh, Cousins maybe fell to me. Or what I was thinking at that point, if there was a wide receiver running back I liked, I was going to punt it for another round or two and take Deshaun Watson and just stream until week six happened. I guess week seven, assuming that was still the case at the season. But I went with Derek Carr, and I think I'm still happy with it. Uh, wide receivers could be deeper in a three-wide receiver league, definitely. Um, maybe I'd adjust something there. My seventh and eighth round running backs, probably one of those could have flipped to a wide receiver. So after you did this, you are would you advocate for the number two spot if you get your choice or say no, back it up? You know, I was scared coming up in the second round, but I think I really liked the Derrick Henry, then Leonard Fournette in the second, and then even coming around, Ezekiel Elliott, I just think is there's a lot of potential there. Would I do that in a in a draft today that was a real league? I don't know. I'm, I maybe go wide receiver there to play it a little safer, but I liked how that fell, and then still got some good wide receivers after that, and we're getting to the point where number two doesn't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I was scared in the second, though, I'll say that. Scott, give us your uh, team from the 11 spot. All right. I went, uh, like I said, I like to do my, my position. So I got Kirk Cousins quarterbacking. And it's not terrible. Uh, and I got Deshaun Watson backing up. So you never know what that situation is going to be. Running backs. I have uh, DeAndre Swift and, oh, sorry, DeAndre Swift. And Cam Akers, Damian Harris, 
Michael Carter. Not real excited about the running back. Situation. You weren't excited when you took it, let alone when you read it back. So I don't know if he's going to be really doing right. that, people. Nah. Uh, wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Michael Pittman Jr., Chris Godwin, Rashad Bateman, Kenny Galladay. So there, there's some upside there. Tight end, Dallas Goddard. Uh, kicker, Justin Tucker, defense, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, overall, not crazy about the 11 spot. I love my first four picks. DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, running backs, and Stefan Diggs and Michael Pittman is my receivers. Real happy. And then after that, it just seemed like a position where there wasn't anyone I was real excited about. So it was kind of just trying to pick of rolling the dice of, is this wide receiver better than that running back? Is this tight end better than that wide receiver? So I, after the top four, I was very back and forth. So at the seven spot, I went Dalvin Cook, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, TJ Hawkinson. I did that hero RB strategy where Dalvin Cook was my locked and loaded guy, and then I just avoid the position. And then I got Chase Edmonds, Jalen Hurts, Robert Woods, Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams. Nope. Jamal? No. Or Jameson. Jameson Williams. Sorry. This is Jay Williams and Detroit. So it was tough for a second there. When you first uh, announced that, I thought you did pick Jamal. I was like, oh, fun. You're handcuffing with Jamal even early. And I was like, oh, wait. No, he's not. Wait, no. Uh, <laughs> um, Mostert, Butker, and the Broncos defense. So this zero, this hero RB strategy, it's so risky. I mean, yes, I love my wide receiver core. That's stellar. But it's just so scary. I would end up try, probably trying to trade one of these guys for a running back because there's just no depth there. So if you're going to do that, why not just draft somebody else? It was tough, though, because when you're staring at Mike Williams, who I love in the fourth and Brandon Cooks in the fifth, I wanted those guys anyway. So I'm I'm glad that I looked at this. I don't recommend it because there's a lot of anxiety right now. The seventh spot is a good spot to be, though. There were a lot of in, options. In retrospect, after your running back situation, you took Brandon Cooks as your fourth receiver. If Hell you yeah. know what you knew now, would you have gone one of those other running backs after Elijah Mitchell, CH, Miles Sanders? Would you take them over Brandon Cooks there just to have uh, more of a solid RB2? Yeah, probably Elijah Mitchell. But then again, if you look at this draft board, Miles Sanders didn't go until after my TJ Hawkinson pick. So I probably would have taken Miles Sanders there for my TJ Hawkinson pick and just kicked tight end down the road, which I do often in real leagues is just kick tight ends down the road. Uh, until I'm forced to, cause then you've, I mean, you just got a, everybody sitting there at a certain point. I mean, Matt took Zach Ertz in the fucking millionth round. I would have taken that at a certain point. <laughs> Um, but this is good, but overall good. We learned a little something. Any other takeaways about this draft before we close this thing out? No, are you awake? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're there. What are we doing next week? We're doing sleepers, bus breakouts and hot takes. That's going to be a spicy show. It's going to, it's going to be yummy. Well, thanks everybody. For sticking around, congratulations to Scott on uh, on getting married. 
Um, hey. And um, Matt, why don't you close us out? Remember, have fun with it. Dead man walking. <laughs>